Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! A murdered puppeteer, a missing marionette, and a play that was changed during performance. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. A private detective like me, Jerry Browning, is always afraid of an easy case. Generally, there are too many strings attached to it. The backstage of Martini's Marionette Theater was deserted, except for seven cops, the coroner, six newspaper men, and a handful of photographers. I joined Lieutenant Dawson of the Homicide Squad alongside the body of a murdered man. Giuseppe Martini lay sprawled behind the wooden frame that served as a stage for his marionette performances. From his lifeless hands dangled several wooden strips with a mass of strings leading to a bunch of wooden dolls. Dawson turned to me. Jerry, for once we've got an easy case. Martini was rehearsing when he was shot. All we've got to do is ask the watchman who was out front during the rehearsal, and we've got the killer. The watchman walked up to us. I don't know nothing, mister. I heard the shot, figured it was part of the show. Anyway, nobody was in the theater. My fingers played with the twisted cords wrapped around Martini's fingers. I began untangling them. Kept at it until I had all the cords straightened. Then, hey, Dawson, come here a second. Dawson, there are five marionettes here, but Martini is holding the strings for six. Before you find your missing murderer, I think you'll have to find a missing marionette. When I straightened the strings entangling the body of a dead puppeteer, I discovered that one marionette was missing. Dawson, I think I'll try to find out something about marionettes. I drove to Sutton Lane and walked into a shop that looked like an illustration for Pinocchio. An old woodcarver was sitting on a bench surrounded by marionettes of all sizes and character. Mr. Sato, I understand you're the best marionette maker in the business. Sato bowed. If you will, tell me what you require. Just a little information about marionettes. Marionettes are as old as civilization, sir. From Italy comes the name. So lifelike were the dolls, people call them little Maries, marionettes. Warming to his subject, the little man told me that the Italian marionette clown, Punchinello, was the great-grandfather of the English character, Punch. After a while, I stopped the flow of words. Mr. Sato, I, uh, <clears throat> I wonder if you could tell me who are the most outstanding marionette showmen in town. Sato wrote down three names. The name of Giuseppe Martini was not on the list. I drove to the first address, the Empire Theater, asked for Henry Gordon, went to his dressing room. I, uh, suppose you've heard about Martini being killed? Gordon nodded, and I went on. I'd like to know something about a certain kind of act Martini did with six marionettes. Gordon shrugged. Sorry, I'm a modernist. Don't do that classic routine stuff. My dolls ride bikes, smoke cigars, play the piano, all trick stuff. Then why don't you go see Professor Bollina? Bollina was the third name on my list. I tried a long shot with the second name. How about Jojo Whitten? Gordon's face turned red. That phony calls himself a modernist like me, me, the great Gordon. 
The only thing modern about witness the way he racketeers trading on my reputation. I left Gordon still burning and headed for an interview with Jojo Whitten. I found him in a rooming house. Whitten's rage topped Gordon's. Gordon, why that ham's doing stunts I've forgotten. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Browning. I, I know you're not interested in this kind of marionette showmanship. When it comes to that classical stuff, your man is Professor Boyena, greatest showman of them all. Another theater, another dressing room. Professor Bolena wasn't due until 7 o'clock, so I spent the next 40 minutes with a book, reading standard marionette comedies translated from Italian to English, and found the one that Tini must have been rehearsing. Then... Bolena made a grand entrance, flung his arms wide. Ah, oh, my friend! Good evening, good evening! Gladly will I give you my autograph. I thanked him, mentioned that I'd heard he was an authority on classic marionette drama. Bolena struck a pose. All the world's a stage, uh, Shakespeare. Uh, did you know Shakespeare loved the marionettes? His Midsummer Night's Dream and Julius Caesar were written expressly for marionettes. I thought, here we go again. So I cut through the lecture with, Professor, have you heard that Martini was killed? The professor bowed his head. Alas, the world has lost the greatest showman of them all. It was a familiar phrase. The same one Jojo Whitten had used about Professor Bolena. Uh, you can help me, Professor. When he died, Martini was rehearsing. I've done some checking and think he was rehearsing the classic play called Heart of Harlequin. If you would do it for me, it might help me understand what happened. Without properties or background, that is difficult, but... To help Martini, I cannot refuse. He opened a trunk, started taking out marionettes. Here is a happy Harlequin, a pretty Colombine, the brave Captain, Buncinello, Scapir, and the silly Pantaloon. There were six marionettes. Five exactly like those belonging to the dead Martini. The sixth, the one missing from Martini's collection, was Pantaloon. The professor arranged the springs and began to manipulate the dolls, speaking as Pantaloon. I, Pantaloon, can do everything. Eat, drink, sleep. The only fault I have is that I do not like work. I am not a thief. I am a clever mathematician who finds things before the masters lose them. I waited for Punchinello to beat up Pantaloon, but he never did. Finally, the performance ended with Pantaloon strutting off stage. How do you like it, Mr. Browning? I like it fine. Professor Bolena, you're under arrest for murder. He confessed, finally. Mertini stole my act, copied my marionettes, so I killed him with the marionette. That's exactly what he'd done. Substituted a new head for Mertini's pantaloon and loaded it with a mechanism that would fire a bullet straight up at Martini just when Punchinello beat Pantaloon over the head. The explosion blew the marionette to bits. In his own performance, for me, the professor changed the story of the play and let Pantaloon escape the beating that might have aroused my suspicions. What the professor didn't know was that I was suspicious anyway because of his unprofessional lack of jealousy when I asked him about Martini. Like I said, 
There is such a thing as a simple case. But only when you catch the criminal in his act.